Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Well, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith. I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today's episode is an episode that is pointing our attention uh, to the year to come. And I'm calling this episode Spiritual Growth Planning. Spiritual Growth Planning. So I want us to think about putting a plan together in the next year to come for, for personal spiritual growth. And, and why is this important? It's because things don't just happen in life on their own. So in other words, we all have a goal in mind, or if we don't have a goal, then then there's nothing to shoot at. But if we want something to happen, or we want to, let's say, grow spiritually, we need some kind of a, a goal to do so. And not just a goal, but a plan in place that we can achieve these the spiritual growth that we desire. So with that, what I want our plan to do as we develop it today is to put us on a trajectory of spiritual growth. So as we talk about spiritual growth today, we're going to talk about four primary uh, ways to plan your year to grow spiritually. And this is going to put us on a trajectory for spiritual maturity and spiritual growth. So when we have that aim or that trajectory to say that 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 uh, direction, this is where we develop opportunity to build momentum in our spiritual life. So when we put a plan together to grow spiritually, we are we're setting our aim or putting a trajectory into play and then building a place for us to build and develop momentum. So I want to set the stage with those two words, trajectory and momentum. You know, and it kind of works like like this. I've always been a Dallas Cowboys football fan as my 1A team and my 1B team has always been the Chicago Bears. And so I've I never really followed a ton of other teams. I've enjoyed several others. I guess if AFC team were to rise to the top, it probably would be the Indianapolis Colts. But long story short, that's I've really not focused on many other teams. I don't know, 15 years ago, I got into uh, fantasy football. I've not played it in the past few years, but when I played fantasy football, it set a trajectory for me. 
So I started learning about players I otherwise would not have learned about. I started watching football games I never would have really watched. And because I was pointing at a at a particular aim and I was trying to win my fantasy football game and my league, then it actually I became a commissioner of a league. I started, like I said, watching all these games. I really got into it. I was talking about it. I probably annoyed my wife. I was checking statistics all of the time. And so I built this energy, I'll call it momentum, around this, this concept of, of football. Well, the same thing happens, let's say another example, when we exercise, we might have, as we get into the new year, a goal to lose weight or work out. And and actually, I'm thinking about that in the new year. Last month, I got a, a gym membership in preparation. And, and it, I, you know, I actually have some running shoes and, and I'm developing momentum uh, because of this goal. So my goal is the trajectory and the momentum is the energy within this direction I'm, I'm pointing. And so, you know, when we think about exercise, sometimes it can be fleeting. But if we really apply it to our lives, we're going to add components like accountability or registering for a 5K or something like that. So today we're talking about spiritual growth planning. And these two words, trajectory and momentum, interact with that concept as well. Because we want to grow spiritually, we might have a, a designated time to pray every day or read our Bible. And in what we're doing, we want to grow spiritually. So we, we build momentum in this area. We set our minds on godly things. And this builds energy and momentum around the scriptures. We read the Bible. We memorize the Bible. We apply the Bible. We find ourselves talking about the Word of God. And this happens. This momentum happens because we're pointing in a certain direction trajectory. You know, what do you want in a perfect world? What is it that you're shooting for? Let's say at the end of your life, what is your goal that you're aiming for? Or or maybe you want to ask it like this, what is your plan during retirement season in your life? Do you have a life goal? Do you have a spiritual goal? Do you have a plan? Do you have a spiritual trajectory and a place to build momentum? In order to do that, we need to develop a plan to grow spiritually. I can remember back in the day when we would travel, my wife would always order what's called a triptych from AAA, and she would get a physical map. It would be, uh, it would provide directions on how we were supposed to go and take our travels. And nowadays we use our GPS, but this map was needed to get from point A to point B. And I like to say that a spiritual map is important for us to get from where we are to where God wants us to be. And that map is spelled M-A-P. And I like to call that our M-A-P, our Master Action Plan. So what I want us to think about in 2024 as we get into the new year is to develop a map, a Master Action Plan for spiritual growth. So this whole show is about developing these rhythms to promote spiritual growth in our lives. And I want us to think holistically. We're going to talk in this episode about daily rhythms, about monthly rhythms, quarterly rhythms, and even annual rhythms. And I think about these rhythms and and developing this spiritual plan, master action plan. I want us to remember that there's a difference between what we do and who we are. What I do, who I am. These are different things. See, what are, uh, what you do 
uh, actually who you are, excuse me, will have a greater impact and a more long lasting impact than what you do. Who you are has greater impact than what you do. So a spiritual growth plan is best practice within this context of, of organizing your plan around who you're becoming, not just what you're doing. So as we get into this master action plan, a plan for spiritual growth, we're going to think about who we're becoming, not just what we're doing. So I want to look at this backwards. I mentioned daily, monthly, uh, quarterly, and annual. I want to start thinking from the terms of an annual perspective. So when you think about an annual activity as part of your your spiritual plan, your spiritual growth plan, I want you to think about putting together an annual spiritual retreat. So this is the first component, an annual spiritual retreat. Now, there's a few ways you can look at this. Maybe you can set aside an eight-hour period once a year to do this. I, I like to say the best way to do this is an overnight uh, from one day sleep and then the next day. Uh, and then another option would be a little longer, two or three days. If you were to organize a, an eight-hour annual retreat, one strength is you can dedicate the entire sort of work day, if you will. But an obstacle would be you might have something else on the calendar on the same day that can compete with your thinking and your behavior that day. If you do an overnight, this approach minimizes the thinking and behavioral responsibilities that compete with your thoughts and your times. Um, but, but an obstacle is it takes away from other priorities, possibly time with your family, et cetera, or it might cost you some finances in a longer time has the potential to, to provide deep, deep focus, but yet it could be a greater sacrifice. So you have to figure out if you plan an annual retreat, what strategy you're going to use. And then what you need to do is think about how to prepare for an annual retreat. The first thing you need to do when you think about an annual spiritual retreat as part of your growth plan is to pick a good location that you enjoy, that you could be away, that kind of fits who you are. And when you think about where you want to go, you also want to put together a time budget. So that includes your scheduling, that includes setting the time aside, it includes working with your spouse or your your church commitments, your work deciding if I'm going to do my retreat during the week or in the weekend. So you're going to put a time budget together. So location, time budget, and then a financial budget. So if you want to think about this, you want to put together a financial budget so you can have the best experience on a spiritual retreat that you can possibly have. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk through this annual retreat, and then we're going to talk through all of the strategies and putting together a growth plan. That's what we're doing in this entire show. And we're going to start as, as this annual retreat, looking at it from the perspective of an eight-hour example. So if you use a longer time, an overnight, a two or three days, you can either add things to the retreat, more than what we're going to talk about today, or you could sort of expand uh, the time slots that you're allocating and make it longer. But for our example, we're going to look at an annual retreat uh, from an eight-hour perspective. And just to set us up, I want us to think about the beginning. When we prepare for an annual retreat, we have to have the right mindset 
and soul preparation. And we're going to talk about that when we break and get into the second half of the show. We're going to talk about uh, several components, four main components of an annual retreat. And then we're going to break down how to develop the rest of your spiritual growth plan with an annual approach, but then how to leverage every quarter of the year. We're going to talk about how to uh, interact with every month of the year. And then we're going to talk about how to apply interaction with this on a daily basis. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back to talk more about spiritual growth planning. And we're going to be creating this master action plan in all of these areas. So I want you to stay tuned. You're listening now to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. You're listening on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. And we're back. Thank you for staying tuned. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Hey, today we're talking about spiritual growth planning, and I just introduced the idea of the actual plan, and we're going to start looking at our plan from the perspective of putting together an eight-hour annual retreat. So the first thing you need to do when you think about annual retreats, in the beginning of your, your retreat, you're there, you're on your retreat, what do you do? There's a certain mindset and soul preparation. So I would like to say, start with conversation with God. Take some time to, to just breathe, to pray. Maybe you bring a favorite Bible verse or passage of scripture where you can just, you know, uh, meditate on that scripture, the biblical truth. Maybe you bring a journal and write some things down, but, but have this conversation with God where you're listening to God and you're talking with God. And what I like to do as we prepare our mind and our soul is to take an assessment that I call the wheel of life. And just very briefly, uh, we could coach this for you, but this evaluates eight components of your life that gives a holistic uh, assessment of who you are and who you want to become, but some kind of assessment that would help us know where we're at and where we're going. So when we think about doing these assessments, we think about setting the stage for all this, and we get into this first beginning stage of an annual retreat, we want to determine our goals. What is our goal during this retreat? And the three components that we want to consider when we goal set for this retreat is our spiritual goals, our professional goals, and our personal goals. And all of these areas, spiritual, professional, personal, we're going to ask questions like, what do we want in these areas? Or how will we know that we've, we've hit the target during this retreat as we consider these areas? Or maybe you'll just think, what would the win be in these areas, spiritual, professional, and personal at the end of this retreat? So one of the things that'll happen when you're on a retreat like this is all oh, your, your mind's going to race for a while. So I keep a side pad of paper or an app and I don't create a to-do list, but I do keep a little tabs on what I need to think about later. It might be some to-dos. It might be ideas. It might be just writing down some things you hear from God or something that you're learning, but don't get distracted about that. Just stay engaged in this retreat with God. So when we think about our spiritual goals, I want us to think about where do we want to to have trajectory? What are we pointing toward? 
And where do we want to build momentum? And so what happens in this eight-hour retreat, after we figure all this out, kind of the, the approach we're going to take, we're going to look at these next three areas, and we're going to focus on our spiritual goals for a segment, our per professional goals for a segment, and then our personal goals for a segment. A segment. So what we're going to think about doing in all of those areas, one at a time, is to clearly define the target that we're shooting at. For example, when you think about spiritual goals, we should use character descriptions rather than behavioral descriptions. So rather than saying, I want to read the Bible through in a year, rather say, I want to better understand God's word. Or I want to be more familiar with the stories in the Bible. Or I want to be a person who hides God's word in their heart. So reading a Bible through in a year is more the the means to an end. But what's important is that we discover biblical truth and align with it. And then we'll take the same idea, thinking about our personal and professional goals. And it's not like I want to get to work earlier or I want to you know, work out more. We're thinking, what's the outcome or the desire that I want in the workplace? What is it that I want in my life? It's not just that. I want to drop a couple pounds, but my goodness, I want to be healthier, lower cholesterol. So clarify the target. So what we want to do is we want to spend time in the beginning and then spend time addressing our spiritual goals, our professional goals, our personal goals. And so what at the end of this annual retreat, I know I'm not giving you everything, but just a highlight is we want to debrief it by journaling our learning and awareness. We want to identify an accountable action plan and then determine um, how we will keep this accountability in place. So this is, as we develop a spiritual growth plan, this is how we do it annually. But I want you to think about maybe another way, thinking of your plan from a quarterly perspective. So this is the annual. So three other times in the year, you'll set aside a four-hour segment of time and let this be part of your rhythm. And you'll apply your your monthly rhythm in this quarterly example. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But what you want to do is begin to evaluate the momentum related to that wheel of life exercise. Evaluate where you are in the progress of your goals. Keeping in mind that this is not about measuring wins and losses. This is about... Uh, a check-in on what's working and what's not working. You know, you might set a goal at the beginning of the year, or you might start this in September. Who knows when you're going to do it? And then things change. Things happen in life. So every quarter, I encourage you to enact what I call the now what principle. So I know I had a goal, but because something happened in my life, now what? And so quarterly is a good time to reassess perspective and the aim and the trajectory in which you're facing. Okay, so that's what we do quarterly. So we've put time talking about our annual engagement and then just introduced what we're going to do quarterly, which is all about assessing our progress, all about just kind of being in that rhythm of evaluation and checking how we're doing. What are we missing? What do we need? Now, every month, this is where is super important to set aside 90 minutes, maybe as much as two hours. And what you want to do is, is to, to really write some things down and, and identify what are you hearing from God? So you're working every day. You have these goals. What are you hearing from God? I like to ask this question as we're thinking about this spiritual growth, growth plan. 
where are you curious or or where should you be curious? And as you begin to write these things down, I want you to record updates on your goals. Again, like you do quarterly, do this every month. Do it without judgment. This is working. This is not working. Remember, this is a is not a, a, a progress report on wins and losses. This is just an update on where you are. Then what I'd like to say is, is you're thinking annually, quarterly, and monthly. And I have resources on this I can help you. I want you to think about what you can do daily. So every day, and I like to say from two to five times a week, I don't know if you can do more, but two to five, pick a number, spend 30 minutes a day where you practice things like silence or aloneness, solitude. Maybe as you sit with God, you play some music, worship music, maybe no music. Maybe times you walk or sit or lay or kneel, different postures. Every day, maybe there's times that you emphasize reading the Bible Other times you might emphasize spending prayer conversation with God. Other times you might emphasize, let's say, journaling or something like that. What we want to do is to develop a daily habit of relationship. So this is how the plan works. If you can have a daily habit of relationship, it's kind of like that person that you talk to on the phone or text or send an email to or keep tabs with. This is what you're doing every day with God. Then your monthly relationship development is kind of like that private one-on-one date time where you're learning, you know, like a date with God almost, where you're learning more about him and just giving yourself to him. Quarterly is about an assessment on how you're progressing in your spiritual life as you know him, how you're developing, how you're growing, how you can keep pointing at the targets that are important to you to face. And then annually is where you establish that vision of what you want, where you set the trajectory. So so quarterly, monthly, daily, that's where you build your momentum. So, So it's important to have this annual time to set trajectory. So this is all important, and we would love to help you in in your spiritual life to develop some sort of growth plan. I've given you enough that you can develop some of this plan on your own, but you could also work with a discipleship coach, and we could put a great plan together for you. You might be curious, just in the grand scheme of things, am I ready for coaching? You know, you can visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, and we provide a free coaching readiness questionnaire. We'd love for you to consider working with us at Your Discipleship Coach to partner with you and coach you around discipleship topics, spiritual topics. We could coach you around personal issues, your business, every area of your life. We want to be a part of your life. And I hope this show, this podcast is helpful. Just visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com and be sure to follow our show and be sure to follow and share our podcast. You know, it's important that you listen today, and I want to say thank you for listening. You are special to us, and I thank you for being part of our listenership. Today's show has been brought to you by Professional Coach University. Maximize your potential at Professional Coach University, where you could become a certified coach or invest in yourself through personal development opportunities. Just visit professionalcoachuniversity.com to learn more and sign up for their email list as well. Hey, I want to tell you as we are around this Christmas season that I am for you. 
And as we think about this beautiful Christmas season, I want you to be reminded that God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. You've been listening on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life.